Hey everybody, Saturday, 26th of June. Uh, kind of sitting back here um, saying, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting the way the weather has changed and, and what, how do I put it, we're going to go from very, very dry to very, very wet really quick. Now there's some areas north of me. Interstate 55 is closed, and that's the that's that's old U.S. Route 66, and actually they're using old Route 66 right now. Uh, bridge south of Bloomington Normal uh, washed out uh, last night. Um, they're doing emergency repairs now. Um, there was a lot of water. The water was actually going over the road. It, it rained so much, so fast, so hard. But you got to remember, it is the state of Illinois where um, there's been a lot of neglect done on the roads. Now, the current governor will say, well, he fixed it. I will say this much. Bruce Reiner hardly fixed any roads at all. He was so busy fighting Madigan. And maybe he fixed roads up in the suburbs. But downstate, he did not do much repair and and maintenance and sure paying the cost right now. But, um, we, we're, you know, and, and that much water, you are doing some damage to some crops in some places. But, you know, rain, quote unquote, makes grain. And, and that's where we are. But what I really was going to talk to you all about, we got the big, you know, June 30th report coming up. And everybody's looking for a big uh, change in the acres that USDA came out with. And so I I just I I'm running the numbers. Okay, let's let's run the numbers. And I'm just focusing on corn and soybeans. I know corn, soybeans, and wheat are the major ones. And you know, you can lose a few corn acres to sorghum and, and cotton figures in there, maybe a million here or a million there, up or down. Well, really cotton kind of can cotton will move maybe five hundred thousand one way or the other, but overall that makes a million um, a million acre move possibly in cotton and and that that's going to come out of wheat corner beans and we've been planting less wheat in the last few years so the the, the less wheat you plant the the more corn and soybeans that are going to get planted so you've seen some estimates for 2021 uh and i'm just going to throw a lot of numbers out at you but 93 um Corn acre, million corn acres and 90 million bean acres. That's kind of the high end of both quote unquote guesses that are going on out there. Now, I'm throwing out 19 just because 19 had so much prevent plant and had so many problems. And there was a lot of prevent plant last year in 20, but let's just call 20 our baseline. Corn and beans together was 174 million. Now, if you go back to 18, 18 was 178, so it was plus 4. Uh, 17 was plus 6. Um, if you go to, because it was 180 total, if you go back to uh, 16, it was plus 3, plus 4, kind of in there. Now, 14, getting back, getting back farther, but getting back where there's some high prices, you were... Even to down 1 million acres, uh, total there was 173. In 13, down 3 million acres. And in 12, down 7 million acres. Now, I I do know talking to some people up in North Dakota, they planted a lot of prairie pothole areas that they have not been able to get through for 20 years. 
the last 20 years, it's been, uh, for lack of a better word, wetter up there in places. And as they've, you know, converted a lot of that pasture ground to cropland, uh, they had these prairie pothole areas that they have not been able to plant through them. Well, they were able to plant through them this year because it was so dry up there. But I also wonder if there were any acres, especially west, west of the Missouri River in like North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, um, maybe some down in dry land acres in Wyoming and that. And I know I know those are not big, big areas, and they're not big corn and bean areas, but they are big spring wheat areas and other types of crops that literally there just wasn't enough moisture and they didn't plant it. And they just said, hey, we prevent plant because there wasn't enough moisture. And I think you're going to find a little corn and soybean ground in North Dakota and South Dakota that was prevent planted because there was no moisture. And and for and listening to some people, they couldn't even get you know planters in the ground because the ground was so hard and so dry. So basically, where am I coming with this? Um, ninety three, ninety four, ninety, ninety one million is probably the max acres you're going to come up with. If they come up with more acres than that, then they're then that's telling me a lot more. Of the CRP ground came out than we thought. Um, and I can tell you, I think there's there's some CRP ground that was thinking about coming out until you you find out that, that Vilsack announces that, hey, we're going to do extra bonus payments and we're going to do an inflation-adjusted rental rate. Um, boy, it makes CRP very attractive for areas that, that struggle to grow a crop on that CRP ground. Probably ground that never should have been farmed anyway, but it's being farmed and, you know, there you go. Uh, and I know, I know one individual in my neighborhood that they, they have this problem along this little stream all the time, and and he actually put it into filter strips this year. And you're saying what what what? But but we had but we had. I'm not telling you, knowing where it's at, that's the smartest thing he could do after this six inch rain is to have filter strips there instead of having corn and soybeans there. Um, so I you know. I'm and I'm not making a prediction here. I'm just saying, um, ninety four and ninety one is eleven million more planted acres than in twenty twenty uh, of corn and soybeans. And so, on either side, I think that's your maximum number. Anything less from that, then then you gotta you you know go for that, and, th- and then you start getting into. You know, of the 94 million acres, how many of it's going to be cut for silage? How much of it's going to be harvested for grain? Well, I think as we continue to reduce the cow herd, you know where the silage numbers are going to go. But on the other hand, um, there's a hay hay shortage west of the Mississippi River in a lot of places. Uh, And when it's that dry, that early, you know, in in a lot of cases, you get more than half your hay off that first cutting. It's the lowest quality, but you get more than half your hay off your first cutting, especially grass cuttings. It's more than half off the first cutting in grass. Now, with this rain, yep, second cuttings of grass, second, third, fourth cuttings of alfalfa is going to be a lot better with all this water. But that first cutting was less. So if guys do keep their cattle numbers, they may have to chop more corn silage, even though corn's at a really high price just because they didn't have as much first crop hay and there was some hay ground tore up and planted in the corn of beans and, and, and you guys all know all the stuff there. 
Uh, I'm not here predicting yields. It's just I think USDA came up with 179.5 back in March because that's the number they needed to make it work. It's going to be interesting also to see what they do with the Brazilian crop. You know, I'm reading a lot of a lot of people are saying that 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 the Brazilian corn crop is going to be 90 million metric ton. It's got going to be the 98 million metric ton that USDA is saying. And if you reduce it from 98 down to 90, that means the Black Sea area can't come up with enough corn to offset what Brazil lost in production, which means they got to come grab more corn out of the United States. Now, can we physically get more corn shipped? Uh, you know, and, and, and believe me, as soon as beans become available, there's going to be a lot of beans shipped on ships. Because uh, once again, we're starting to sell a lot of beans. So it, it's, there's a lot of moving parts to all this. I, I just think you got you to gotta sit back. If they come out with a corn number over 94 or a bean number over 91, I think you got to start scratching your head. Now, if they would come out with a, with a let's say, a 92 bean number, then that corn number's got to be well under 94 to offset that. Now, I, I don't think that's the case, but I also, just a couple observations I made. You know, a lot of times when the spring's really nice and people are planting corn, they continue to plant another field of corn, and the corn acres always trend up. But in the last couple of years, a tremendous amount of people are either planting their beans first or they're running two planters, one in corn, one in beans at the same time. The, the, that, that means that I'm thinking, I'm thinking the surprise could be in the bean acres because, well, while we're running the planter and we got the planter on beans, why tear that stocks up and put it into corn? Plus, if you had not bought your fertilizer and stuff over the winter, there was a little bit of a sticker shock this spring on how prices had went up. And that, that being the case, um, with that increased sticker shock, um, I, I think you could sit back and say, well, maybe we'll just plant our beans. So I'm wondering if actually the surprise may be on the bean number, not the corn number. Now, I could be totally wrong on that. But, but I think this Draper Heads, let's, let's get down to this, Draper Heads and bean seed technology where it lets the, the I mean, the beans come up when you plant them in the spring now, um, in cold weather, uh, has, changed, has changed some of the rules. Now, maybe it was. Maybe guys got out there planting corn. They fell in love with planting corn. We know farmers like to plant corn. We know farmers like to harvest corn. And we, I know that if you have a total wipeout disaster, corn's going to gross you more dollars. And, um, okay, and you're going to ask, how do I figure that? Well, let's talk about how I figure that. Uh, let's just throw out some crazy numbers. And these numbers have been mentioned on on some commodity outlook programs but let's say we would have had a 2012 style drought and i can tell you the rain that's coming right now and in the east at least the eastern part of the corn belt we don't have 2012 coming at us at all um but you would have went to 9 and 19 is what some of the people were saying well 60 bushel the acre times 19 is a gross of 1140 dollars an acre 200 bushel an acre times 
nine is eighteen hundred. There's a whole lot more money in a disaster in corn than there is beans. So, so there, there may, maybe with some corn acres planted based off those insurance numbers, even though it's going to cost a lot more money to insure the corn. That's the other thing. If you're limited in the amount of operating money you have, beans cost less on crop insurance than corn costs. And I can tell you there's a fair amount of producers that sold way too much grain off the combine last fall and never should have sold that grain off the combine last fall but and, and sold maybe some of it when beans got to nine bucks because, oh, my God, we were going to seven. Remember? Remember last year Then they were predicting we were going to seven? And, well, we went to 15, 16. Um, yeah. It's... Uh, this acreage thing is going to be interesting, but then I think, too, whatever the acres are, I look for USDA to pluck out of the air whatever yield they need to make the numbers work. Um, I don't look for them to reduce the Brazilian crop down as much as what a lot of private people are estimating it. Of course, <laughs> I've also heard some market analysts who I think are pretty good saying, well, if USDA is not going to come up with the actual numbers and we're just guessing at what numbers they're guessing at, then what good are the guesses? Uh, eventually, cash, eventually the cash grain market becomes reality. And we see that this winter. If you go back to a lot of the predictions last summer that they were talking about for prices and, and production and everything else was totally off of where we ended up. Now, I know they're going to say, well, the direct Direco storm, the big wind storm through Iowa, you know, changed things. And, you know, it got dry late and that changed things. And, okay, stuff's always changing. But you got to call them as you see them when it's happening, not call it what you think it needs to be to make it work out. And, and I know it's frustrating for those prognosticators because they can't get a handle on what's in China and what China's going to import and not import and what they're going to do. But I can tell you, if you and I were the Chinese, we wouldn't be telling the world what we're going to do either. Because we keep the price probably lower by not doing that. It's a state secret. And once again, I sometimes think we give out way, 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 way too much information. Um... You know, don't worry about it. Don't buy it now. It's going to be cheaper later. We'll have plenty of it, whether we have plenty of it or not. You know what? That didn't work this last year. A lot of end users that listened to those numbers last summer and then in the fall didn't load up because, oh, we got it's going to get cheaper later. This this fall rally is just this, this business that China's doing right now. It's going to get cheaper later because USDA said it was going to get cheaper later. And it never did all winter. And it costs some people a lot of money. Um, I, I do know that the Brazilian second corn crop is finishing in some dry weather. It's never good to finish in dry weather. Um, but I, I just kind of wanted to go over the acres and, and kind of where everything's at. And, you know, um, I, I my opinion, the bearish surprise could be bean acres. And I'm basing that off of, of just conversations with people. Um, but don't go, don't go marketing based on that. That's just, that's just a guess. Um, the, the corn number, you know, it's out there. 
who knows what it may end up being at the end of the day. Um, and who knows what that yield will be at the end of the day. It's just they're going to they're going to they're going to put a yield on the acres that they need to make the balance sheet work out. The grain trade's going to trade those numbers for the rest of the week, maybe a few more days, and then they're going to be back to weather. And then they're going to be back to weather. And that's where it's all at. Well, hey, it uh, continues to rain here. Um, I know one of the boys told me, said, you know, we, we really, really wanted to rain bad, but now we could kind of use it to stop. And, um, well, it doesn't look like to me from the forecast it's going to stop. But we, knock on wood, we're south of what really got pounded pretty hard. Um, so far, we've been real fortunate, and I feel for those people that got, you know, up north. Uh, luckily, nobody in the Interstate 55, uh, they had to rescue some people, I think, out of a car. But I don't think anybody um, got hurt bad. Um, but they did have to shut an interstate down in both directions because of a bad bridge. Well, hey, with that, talking acres. Hey, you know what? We're all going to find out the 30th. We're all going to know. We're all going to know Wednesday where this deal's at and what they've come up with. And once again, historically, a bunch of people will put that in their history. And and uh, then, then people are going to start saying, well, are we going to get to the yield or not? That's the next question that needs to be answered. Are we going to get to whatever yield they come up with and say that we're going to have? But hey, to the smartest audience in agriculture, I know there's a lot of people out there a lot smarter than I am on this stuff. And you can figure this thing out. Um, you know, um, are we going to make a double bottom off those other lows? Um, is this is this report going to be the death knell of a rally? I'm going to tell you what I know. I know nothing. I have no idea. I'm just going to sit back and watch. Well, hey, with that, Smartest Audience in Agriculture. Thanks for listening.